Oh, yeah, it's time to put on a funny outfit. Once again, talk in a funny voice, disappoint your dad, get into a singing competition, run in a hamster wheel, and goddammit, demand to listen to Jaja Ding Dong. Because on this episode of Geeked Up Presents Netflix and Chat, we watched Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is the secret to my Lars, Liam Whalen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you checking me out, Liam? <laughs> I am here for you, Devin. <laughs> Honestly, dude, that actually, uh, not to interrupt the intro, but already just ringing home. Like, I can check, like, like I can check off, uh, all of those, uh, things that we're gonna be doing on this episode. I've already done in my life. <laughs> Disappoint my dad, make a, uh, enter a song yeah. contest, episode 10. Uh, I mean, yeah. is there anything in this movie we haven't done? <laughs> was this yeah. the, was this the, de- was this the geeked up, uh, We've put on funny outfits for the Seinfeld night. <laughs> That's true, yeah. We've multiple times talked in funny voices. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hamster Wheels and Jaja Ding Dong were pretty much... I mean, I've demanded Jaja Ding Dong. Maybe not the literal equivalent, but the uh, I've demanded enough goofy songs at concerts, yeah. too. Jaja Ding Dong is my uh, cantina song. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I haven't I haven't uh, requested Jaja Ding Dong, but I've played the cantina song at every bar I've ever been at with, <laughs> with, a, uh, uh, with a jukebox app. But welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We've got the good one for you today. Uh, not only is that a spoiler for our movie, but also a spoiler for our special guest later on in this episode. <laughs> yes, that's right as well. Going to be joined by a, a special guest later on wow. who has actually gave us the uh, golden ticket for this mm. here uh, Netflix and chat episode we're going to be getting into. Correct, correct, correct. And as well brings so. her own expertise to the table in various uh, various elements. So, And you've already correct. read on the title that Netta Raw is going to be joining us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I guess uh, it's no surprise. It says it we right. love to build up these teasers, and then I forget that I label them with what the fuck happens. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> exactly. But, guys, uh, welcome. Like I said, welcome to the show. Uh, we got a good one ahead for you today. But, you know, before we look forward, we always got to look back and uh, check out the le- – very different from the last movie we watched, which was uh, The Five Bloods, the new Spike Lee joint <laughs> on Netflix. Uh, huge yeah. fan. If you haven't checked that, that movie out, make sure to check that out. Uh, check out that podcast, too. Yes, uh, I think sure. more importantly, the podcast – um, <laughs> I mean, normally I'd say more importantly the pie. With this one, you might actually want to watch it as well because uh, Spike does a great all- job. We probably do a better job, however, Spike. Uh, but Spike and Delroy Lindo <laughs> do uh, ain't too bad themselves, ain't too shabby themselves. Yeah. Definitely. And, also remember, and definitely, uh, like you said, that. much different for uh, yeah. uh, for your binge, yeah, yeah. for your geek, for your Netflix and chat binge listens. You're gonna get to yeah. go. We like to keep you on your toes. We like to keep you on your toes. Uh, also, remember to check back our last episode of the Geeked Up podcast, where uh, we kind of took a page out of the Netflix and chat book, but we did a Amazon Prime and chat on that one because uh, <laughs> we talked to a good friend of the show and a, a friend of Liam's from doing stand-up, but a writer and director of the movie Timing, Alex Anderson, was our guest on the last episode, and uh, 
Check that one out. Uh, and again, check, check out the movie as well, all right? Normally, <laughs> I'd say just the podcast, but the... Uh... I would even say uh, check out for the trailer for timing. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess first go to our Facebook page and check out the trailer. Then watch the movie, then listen to the podcast. But no, he did a great job with the movie. And we, as well, we've heard great feedback uh, about the podcast, but as well, great feedback about the movie from a lot of the geeks that have checked it out since he mm -hmm. was on or since they saw the epic quote on the trailer as we get into. But uh, a lot of people have really enjoyed that and have let me uh, get in touch. They've gotten in touch with me about it, and I have not gotten in touch with Alex. <laughs> people have texted me to tell me how much they loved it, and I've been like, ah, eh, fuck him. He, he's got enough credit over the last week. He, doesn't he put the work. <laughs> yeah, but did you see the quote at the beginning of the trailer? Uh, so yeah, check that episode out. And uh, fuck it, I'm still going to promote. Uh, check out the uh, five year anniversary special. Uh, you know, we put a lot of work into that. A lot of past guests on there. Some For new sure. friends. And I guess, so like we always say out. with the five year special as well, check out our YouTube page, Geeked Pods on YouTube. All uh, mm -hmm. Geeked Pods on YouTube. All of the uh, individual guests. All have their clips up on YouTube, unedited Mike Manzi, uh, unedited, uh, unedited everybody, really. But uh, uh, So you get a little bit extra, and then you get to pick out your fave guests. Um, so mm -hmm. that's a, a good way to go about checking out the five-year anniversary special content as well on the Geek Pods YouTube page. Correct, correct. Uh, so I guess with that, we'll get into it. Like we said on this episode, we did watch Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga which is the new Netflix film helmed by uh, starring Will Ferrell, I think written and starring Will Ferrell. Okay, and, is, is, uh, this, is this a uh, Will Ferrell-Adam McKay project here? Are they back together? No, no, no. It's okay, actually, I see. Uh, like, give that MDV breakdown, but it's actually the director of Wedding Crashers. All right. One of Will so Ferrell's great here. cameos. And spoiler alert, we got a big Will Ferrell deep dive coming up. <laughs> but mm -hmm. as he's uh, really by far and away the headliner, and again, this was a golden uh, ticket selection by our good friend Netta, who's going to be joining us uh, later on, but as well. So uh, so send your golden tickets. Don't forget to send your golden tickets as well to the Geeked Up podcast. Uh, whatever, you're, whatever you're watching on Netflix, let us know. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, like, we, like uh, we were saying, this is the big uh, new Will Ferrell movie. Luckily for us, it fell onto uh, Netflix. Uh, you know, Liam and I are both Will Ferrell fans. You've heard us talk about him on the show. Uh, about how we are fans of him. And, yeah, I mean, you know, really, just a pretty legendary a comedy figure. I think we even, uh, I talked about or joked around about during our Ben and Jerry's uh, uh, ice cream flavor, celebrity ice cream flavor breakdown. Yes, yes, but yes. probably the Anchorman, uh, probably the best, like, you know, comedy, uh, uh, you know, franchise, comedy character franchise of the 2000s, you know? For sure. I mean, that was a huge one. And then there was the sequel, which wasn't so great. But, I mean, it is a character that is kind of franchised because now Will Ferrell does have a podcast of his own out there as Ron Burgundy. Okay, Ron yes. Burgundy That's true. He's never dropped that character. That's a good point. That one is like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, it seems that, like, the Ron Burgundy character really reminds me of the uh, Goulet when he was on SNL. Okay, where he yeah, would play yeah, Robert Goulet. I mean, it really feels like that's where the Burgundy character stemmed uh, <laughs> from. You know what I mean? Because Will Ferrell's been around for quite some time now. Like, he was the... Uh, Obviously, we're huge Sandler fans on the show, but I think he was, like, after that whole cast got fired, and then they brought in this new cast, and it was kind of like, I remember hearing stories of, like, SNL, like, behind-the-scenes thing talk about, but it was like they fired all, like, these kind of stand-up kind of personas and writers, like the Sandlers and Chris Rocks, and then they hired, like, a bunch of improv people. Okay, which been, like, interesting. Barrels, Jerry O'Terry, 
Molly Shannon, even maybe uh, Chris Kattan, where I Chris know Kattan like uh, sure. Farrell and Chris Kattan were in like the Groundlings before SNL mm-hmm. together, and they I guess came up with like the Roxbury sketch. Like they they had yeah. that together before SNL. But you're right, they he kind of just missed crossing over. I think like who like maybe Daryl Hannah and like Tim Meadows were the only assholes that like stuck with like <laughs> to I the think, end. Uh, but Norm Macdonald too, you know. Okay, like, Norm might have like, yeah. Norm crossed over. I guess the, like the Sandler days, like the end of the Sandler days. But then when he really took over, like Weekend Update and shit was like the Will Ferrell. Yes, was part of the day. yeah, like you said, the new class. And that's kind of one of the things that happens with SNL. I mean, of course, that class was so epic where they had you know just so many big stars that there's going to be a big lag. But it always feels like SNL. It's like the 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 glory days are over and i feel like that will ferrell class especially when he came really kind of defined like the who are these shitheads when you know what i mean you just such a fall from grace from having farley carvey mike myers just the epic names of comedy and then all of a sudden it took a couple years but will ferrell within a couple years was like just an absolute hall of fame cast member like every like literally he was in some episodes it felt like every sketch and Mm -hmm. was like hilarious just you know some all-time all-time uh, SNL characters. Yeah, you quickly realize the guy could do anything. Like, he started off... I think the first thing everyone remembers him from is, like, the Spartan cheerleaders, I think, was his first <laughs> okay, yeah. Cause he And then the Night of Roxbury yep. was, like... And then he was like, also crazy. in the, uh, like, keyboard. Him and Molly Shannon were, like, the like church uh-huh. keyboard the, the, fucking team. That yeah. was hilarious. So he had a lot of, like, the definitive SNL, ca- uh, SNL sketch characters... Mm-hmm. Of the era, but as well, then he had like the Trebek and the Harry Carey, and just like you never knew what you were getting into. And then as well, he was probably like he might honestly go down as well as like the all-time best straight man in a cast. Like if you could have put him as the straight man with the Farleys and those guys, it would have been just like over the top. Amazing. One of my all-time yeah. favorite Farrell's uh, like reoccurring sketches as well was the him and uh, Rachel Dratch Lavas. Would you like to best. eat some salted cure, my salted cure to eat, my lover? Ran down on chests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one that would always break. Uh, there's a uh, Will Ferrell commercial that, like, we still qu- from SNL, like one of the fake commercials yeah. that I still quote around, like my place, like uh, constantly. It's the one where he's doing the uh, dog food commercial or like the dog training commercial, okay. and he's and the dogs were. Uh, uh, react best to sarcasm, and it's fucking just like him talking shit, like all serious to like these dogs. Yeah. And He's like, "Oh no, that was a great idea to shit on my rug." Yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, no, no, Humphrey. Yeah, no, no, Humphrey. Please don't get up. I forgot you worked eight hours today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, uh, but I guess we'll get into the breakdown as we'll continue on because, like we said, really defi- like uh, uh, just really s- established him, and especially in that class where it was him and a lot of uh, a lot of duds. Let's be honest, you know, like Catans mm. and your Rachel Dratches. You know, they're funny, great sketch comedy kind of characters. But we 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 have a major lack on like iconic comedy figures from that SNL era. All right, Absolutely. but uh, uh, he, I guess, kind of you know, uh, like I said, started SNL in '95, and then uh, a three. Throughout the 2000s, was really, you know, a hero on SNL, but getting some movie play where he was in Austin Powers as a little character. Uh, of course, The Night at the Roxbury kind of franchise movie came out. He was in The Ladies' the Man, yes. a great uh, – <laughs> did you like Roxbury? You know, I never saw that one just because I hated oh, the dude. sketch, and we were in high school, so I still looked down at my nose at, like, at seeing that. 
but no, I mean that's one of those movies I would definitely like back okay. when like we would get stoned and watch some of those lines in there are fucking classic right. in that movie, dude. All right, good to know. Yeah, good to check know. It out. But uh, the ladies man, where he was like the like like a uh, uh, Greco Roman wrestler, fucking yeah, like yeah, husband of right. of uh, Tim Meadows. And, 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 we've talked about it before, but one of the all time underrated movies in movie history is the ladies man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would put that up there with uh, like you said, Night at the Roxbury. Like it's kind of a sleeper. Okay. Where, like, Definitely, I would say, you, yeah, yeah, oh, very shit, much, of, very me. much of a sleeper, yeah. But uh, and again, from that like back half of the cast, because Tim Meadows really sh- overshadowed in the first part of the '90s, as he was literally like in mm-hmm. all, all, all the whole '90s. But so we're getting to the 2000s, and as well at this point, I would say Will Ferrell. So he's been in some good movies, you know, good kind of side character roles, great SNL characters, as well like an absolute home run if he's ever on Conan or any like you know he really at this point was like one of my favorite yeah. late night guests. To, you know, or, or anything with him at this point, but was, not uh, like a mentioned... huge movie star yet. Okay, yeah, I, I would say for him, what's up? I said I was going to mention that too. That like anytime he was on a late night show, he would always come on as like some goofy character, be it like Little Debbie or uh, yeah. Gula. We all like, remember the, uh, uh, when he was on Conan, dressed up as like the sexy leprechaun or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, I'd say his real breakout, and again, still kind of a side role, but real breakout performance in Zoolander as Mugatu. And Zoolander was such like an epic smash that that I feel yeah. like really kind of propelled him. And then I'd say really was... the big career began. If uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was going to go old school in '03. Correct. Yeah, I would have said the old school was kind of his yeah. breakout role too, just because he is playing a character, but it's like the most normal. Frank the Tank is the most normal <laughs> character sure. he's played up to at this point. No, you know absolutely. What I mean? Honestly, I, one I, of the most normal characters he's ever played, as we'll get into. But he, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but that he really was like the uh, uh, runaway comedic smash of that movie and that movie was like one of the all-time comedies of the 2000s you know so uh major props but so really that's probably more his breakout you're right than zoolander but i feel like uh uh, so i guess if you just want to take it to zoolander in 01 up to this point he's like a real prospect as a character comedic actor great Mm. side you know great uh, uh uh smaller roles great snl appearances but not that huge star all right uh old school was 03 uh, 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 from there, we have a pretty uh, a stretch of pretty epic 2000 movies, but we go old school Elf, all right, Anchorman, which we've talked about as his kind of definitive thing. Then, uh, then he did Bewitched, which was kind of a swing and a miss, but like uh, at the time, a big uh, epic remake. Then he did the trilogy of uh, sports comedy bloopers from 06 to 08. He was Talladega Nights. Blades of Glory and Semi Pro. Okay, yeah, so in back to back to back movies, a race car driver, right a, now, a ice skater, and a basketball player. I'll say right now, my like all time favorite. Like most people will say, Ron Burgundy, Angerman. My all time favorite Will Ferrell movie. Talladega like, Nights. He's never topped his Talladega Nights. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that was, I guess, the first. Was that the first him and John C. Riley uh, collab? Yeah, yes, it was. Collab as yeah. well, and that was really was as well. Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was in it. Just the thing with the kids being little assholes. The whole fucking movie, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, it's sure. a home run to me. It like, really is. Anchorman, like you know, you watch it and like it kind of gets you after a while. It's like all right, but like 
I don't know, Ricky Bobby, if that movie came on right now, I know what I'm watching. Yeah, we can kind of double back and talk a little bit about Anchorman and some of our reaction after I'll, I'll quickly try to run through the whole thing. But you're right, man, a lot of these character things, and we'll talk about it, I guess, with uh, Eurovision especially, but sometimes the characters need to kind of settle on you. You need to think about it as you're watching it. It's not quite as funny as it is in the aftermath, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, so uh, 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 I guess The Last of Them was semi-pro as well of, like, the hilarious athlete movies, okay? Then as well in 2000. 2008, he did Step Brothers, which was a huge smash and fucking really funny movie. So between 04 and 08, between Anchorman and Step Brothers, he's really emerged as like the biggest comedy star uh, going in the 2000s. Then 2009, yeah. he did as well that George W. Bush special, where as well he, well, yeah, he was trapped that, in that yeah. character. And I actually saw that live. Me and my brother went and saw that live on Broadway. Oh, gee, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was real cool. And uh, that was a big reoccurring thing at, at the time for him for a couple years. Then he kind of guts into the throughout the 2010s kind of into like the big you know uh, uh epic smash kind of movies as he did the other guys with him and wild wow. bag big action smash then he was the voice in mega mind uh, uh 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 as well i guess we can say in two, uh, 2010 he started him and adam mckay started the whole funnier die whole thing yeah. which is like yes. you know a real definitive thing in comedy that you know he is uh not necessarily visibly associated with as much, but one of the, you know, producers and all, creators of that whole thing. But uh, as well, then he did his time in The Office. Uh, Eastbound and Down was another great, you know, uh, uh, character TV series for him. A little bit more of a smaller backseat kind of role. But uh, uh, then uh, Casa de Mi Parade, uh, uh, which was that... Casa de Mi Padre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, De Padre, rather, which was that crazy fucking uh, movie all in, Spanish in all Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, then there was uh, uh, Anchorman 2. All right, so uh, like we said, not as successful as Anchorman 1, but still we're talking now like over 10 years uh, 10 years later that character is still relevant okay then the internship was a huge was another huge one Uh, 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 then he was in both Lego movies doing a lot of voices Uh, Get Hard with him and Kay Hart which I never saw Although had a lot of promise, that was in that like yeah. time where Kate Hart was in everything, and I was already suffered from a little overexposure with Will Ferrell. However, Will Ferrell with Corn Rose on the poster, fucking like I'm I'm, I'm disappointed at myself for not seeing it. Uh, we had Zoolander two, so now we're, that was 2015 for Get Hard, uh, 2016 Zoolander two, <laughs> right again, not quite the smash of Zoolander one, but a uh, 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 Daddy's Home with like Mel Gibson and uh, 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 Mark Wahlberg and and. Uh, Yes, and another one with Wildbug starring. Um, uh, uh, two of those, two daddies' homes, uh, the Holmes and Watson movie. Uh, uh, Which was a total bomb. Total bomb, yes. Uh, uh, getting us to uh, uh, the recent days, I guess just this year even, with uh, uh, Downhill, which I didn't see but looks promising, with him and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. All right, so uh, you could do uh. worse there with the cast. That, uh, uh, and then bringing us to today's Netflix and chat episode of Eurovision, the uh, Story of Fire Saga 2020. So we're talking at this point 25 years from his debut on SNL and has really been like one of the uh, uh, leading men in comedy, most relevant guys for the last 20 years anyway. But really, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, uh, just you can't 
you can't at all deny his star power. But I mean, you really uh, uh, just right off the bat, you have to like characters, goofy characters. He reminds me a lot of Sandler in a lot of ways, where like half of his movies are just ridiculous characters, and then half of his movies are you know semi ridiculous uh, personalities. But yeah, you know, I mean, in that list too, you know, that was. Uh... There's just some things that are like a lot of the things that we've talked about too, like his cameo roles in movies, like okay. sometimes really exactly. outshines his starring role. Like uh, the movie The Goods with uh, Ari from Honorage, okay, Jimmy nice. Piven. He has a standout. I didn't see that one, but I mean, Wedding Crashers. Movie. I didn't mention Wedding Crashers because he was unaccredited, but like killer yeah, role. Wedding Crashers and... is a cameo role. Uh, there was that interns movie with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, where he has a great cameo in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I brought Starsky up the, and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch was another cameo that he had. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, actually, yeah, I should point out that those were just like those were just the big like uh, uh, the bigger ones where he was starring on IMDb as well. Throughout the mix, uh, uh, tons of TV show appearances as well, like yeah. uh, like Eastbound and Down. But he was in lots of different series as reoccurring characters that I'm sure were hilarious, but I wasn't familiar with, so I didn't mention them. But so, like we said, just extremely active and uh, some major major stuff over the last twenty years. As well as some defining, you know, I mean, like I said, Anchorman's one of the biggest characters of the 2000s. Old school is one of the biggest movies of the 2000s. Uh, 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 but like I said, you really have to like, I mean, over the days, he's played an elf, uh, it, like a, a race car driver, a crazy uh, 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 ice skater, like a Spanish priest, uh, uh, you know, an Icelandic singer. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be down. And I respect him that he's willing to get goofy and just get crazy and do these kind of you know really sketch oriented movies that'll be hits well, and misses know, but he's willing to uh, uh, to go at it he's got some of the more serious roles too stranger than fiction which is like his life is being narrated okay, yeah. more than a drama him and Kristen wig also just straight up one year just like made a real lifetime movie like it wasn't even a comedy oh, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like Straight okay. up. I wish I would have got that one on my IMDb thing because I uh, – like, like again, dude, he had so much shit on his IMDb that I was only just like the the real ones that I knew. So uh, uh, we missed out. Didn't he as well just – was he part of that Andy Samberg like tennis thing a couple of years ago? He didn't do the t- – uh, he wasn't part of the tennis thing. But what he Oh, he went to uh, spring played, training. He went to spring training and played yes. all five like cactus leagues in like one day. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Taking helicopters and he was getting traded from teams. No, no. for sure. So I mean, but he's like, he's like, he's he's our era's Bill Murray in some ways with that mm-hmm. kind of shit, you know. But yeah, I mean, he's just really. You might not love his movies because you have to be into goofy characters, but for me, he's one of the all-time classic. You know, uh, yeah. of the two thousands, he's probably like the comedy star, and I love the guy. And again, he's still doing- to this day, if he's on Kimmel or any talk show, I'm tuning in because you don't know what he's going to come up with. You know what I mean? For so sure. his, his 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 characters might be goofy and stupid, and the movie movie's bad because of it but he's still one of the all-time comedic minds and like a comedy legend of the era for sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely man but you're right i think i do like him a little bit more and i think i've even brought it up on past uh geeked ups that i like him a little bit more as the cameo kind of guy or just like the like like the frank the tank kind of character as opposed to just like the utterly ridiculous which can be swings or misses you know what i mean ricky bobby Uh is hilarious well that's why i think ricky bobby is perfect as like he's a mix of both of those you know what i mean that's why i love that movie because he is like just everyday guy but also like he's this hilarious fucking nascar driving like 
he's not such an over the top character as he is in like Anchorman and uh, you know. And dude, even in recent years, like I said, I didn't see Get Hard. You said you gave it an eh, but uh, uh, Mm -hmm. the uh, uh, I did actually see a Daddy's Home or at least like forty five minutes of Daddy's Home one time, and I was thoroughly enjoying it. Fucking until I like I was it was like on TV. And uh, but that was actually pretty good. So even in recent years, he's had you know, like you said, the internship. He wasn't one of the leads with with in that one, but uh, you know, so he's had some uh, uh, better stuff recently. Bringing us to Eurovision, where he's back in uh, Sandler, yeah. the ridiculous chic form, but uh, as <laughs> yeah. crazy and yeah. wacky yeah. as ever, with uh, uh, both voice, costume, and character in general. Where he, of mm-hmm. course, plays an Icelandic, uh, a fledgling Icelandic pop star. Correct, which I guess we should get this into our IMDb breakdown of the film real fast. So, like we said, the movie is called Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. It just came out. It is, uh, just was released on June 26, 2020. Golden ticket recommendation from Netta. Uh, it's rated, Liam? I actually happened to see this uh, ever since uh, I got my what? Roku and I'm watching these things on TV. <laughs> it's a lot more easy to tell, but uh, a PG-13, which given our Netflix and Chad rating theory, was uh, 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 expecting an Oscar. <laughs> Oscar yeah, paid for did. Farrell. This, I think, was supposed to come out in the theaters. I think I read that it's going to come out the same time this year's Eurovision Song Contest started. Okay, like Eurovision, for the first time, it's like its 50-year history got canceled because of COVID. Interesting. So this got pushed back as a Netflix release. Okay, because so, I guess that is one thing that we'll talk about later, you. especially with Netta. But to uh, catch up with some of uh, some of our uh, ignorant Americans, like me and Devin, of course. <laughs> but uh, Eurovision <laughs> is apparently like an epic TV show, rea- uh, uh, TV show song contest that goes on in Europe. That's apparently yes. like a, a, a huge sensation. So huge. I would not have known that, by the way. Like I would have watched it if Netta didn't tell me. I would have watched this movie, having no idea that this is a real thing. Interesting. So. Interesting. Wait, did you know? Um, I think I did know, but I don't know if I knew because like I've read it recently, or if it's like something I knew because of like Irish relatives. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, yeah. So like, but I guess that's to keep in mind as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's got a runtime of two hours and three minutes, which I'm going to tell you right now is about thirty three minutes too long. Yes. Right off the bat. I mean, a two-hour comedy. comedy. What what are you, Netflix and chat? (laughs) What are you, the Geek to Podcast? (laughs) A two-hour comedy? What the fuck? But uh... Um, I will tell you, uh, before I tell you the plot, their basic plot, uh, one thing I can ask you, Liam, is uh, guess that Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, interesting. I had not thought about this one. Uh, wow, I'm gonna go maybe, uh, I'm gonna give it maybe like a 65 somewhere. That seems to be what the Netflix and chat, I, going, I can't imagine this is a smash, a smash hit with the Netflix and chat. Is that your critics or audience or a combo of both? No, 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 yeah, I, like, like I always say, I'm a man of the people, so that's my audience at 65. I'm going audience, I'll give the audience 70 rather, and I'll give the critics 45. Okay. The critics are stupid. Hey. All right, so here we go. Critics' evaluation of this movie is 64%. Okay, wow. Audience, 80%. That makes this movie certifiably fucking fresh. Certifiably fresh. This is All right, uh, nice. a fresh movie. I mean, spoiler Uh-oh. alert, Netta Raw loved it. I'm, I'm, I'm a new, uh, <laughs> big teaser there, but... Yes, yes, yes. But uh, the plot, the MDB plot of this movie is when aspiring musicians, Lars and Segret, are given the opportunity to represent their country at the world's biggest song competition, 
they finally have a chance to prove that they that any dream worth having is a dream worth fighting for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you checking me out? <laughs> uh, it's directed by David Dopkin, uh, who, like I said, is the director of Wedding Crashers. So okay, he's worked with both Farrell and Rachel McAdams before. Oh, good call. Uh, the cast, like I said, Will Farrell, Lars Erickson, uh, Rachel McAdams, Secret Eric's daughter. Pierce Brosnan is Eric Erickson, and Dan Stevens is Alexander Lemtor, the Russian. Okay. Uh, a couple things real quick. The entire time that I watched that movie, I thought it was Jennifer Garner until the end when I saw Rachel McAdams. I was like, oh, okay. But uh, I was watching it the whole time just thinking it was Jennifer Garner. But uh, as well, another cast member that I'll throw in there. But how about the chick from uh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Was, yes, I was yes, really yes. hoping she was going to be in much more. She turned out to Me be too. a pretty small character. But uh, – she came. She's out. One she was of my favorite characters from that show, and likewise, I was uh, for sure. I was super excited cool. when she when she came uh-huh. on. But absolutely, I, that's funny. Uh, Dan Stevens, who I know you don't know, but the guy that played the Russian, I thought he was somebody else the whole time. And then, like, I looked it up, I was like, "Oh no, shit, it's that guy." Who was that? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, I've got no idea. Dan Stevens. He was on that show Legion uh, on FX, which okay. was from the makers of the Fargo TV series. Fucking outstanding. Uh, oh yeah, Legion he also was a good show. recently played. Legion was amazing. He also played the uh, Beast in the live-action Beauty and the Beast remake. Okay, nice. So I have seen this dude before. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought he was somebody else. I thought he was the guy that played Beast. Jennifer Garner? Uh, Me too. Ironically enough, I thought he was the guy that played Beast in (laughs) X-Men. It was a subliminal subliminal Disney, Anya. I told you, this Disney is fucking taking over. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they own them both. But, uh, so that's the quick IMDb breakdown of that movie. I guess that will get us into, uh, our quick plot breakdown, kind of like what we do with the Sandler movies. We're just going to fly through the main points in this one because we can, uh, talk about bits and jokes here for like three and a half hours. All right. Yeah. We'll give you our comedy breakdown of a Netflix and chat movie, tell you the big things that happened, then our favorite scenes. The big plot points, and then we'll kind of tell you some of our funny bits. So I guess just to run through the plot, there are uh, Egret and Lars. They've known each other since. Are they, they sisters? Kids. Are they brother and sister? Or uh, uh, I don't probably think not. So. <laughs> no, we're not. You know what's funny too is I didn't get that joke. Uh, I always thought that joke was kind of dumb. I was like, I get it. The guy fucks everybody, but dude, Pierce Brosnan's last name is Erickson, right? So yeah, yeah. Will Ferrell's last name is Erickson, and then Rachel McAdams' last name is Eric's daughter. I didn't get that. Oh, I didn't get that either. I was literally writing the names down. I was like, so were they actually brother and sister then? I don't know. Oh wow! I thought I thought that was a really funny gag the whole time that he kept well, on going. Oh, well, probably too. not. And she would go, "No, we're not brother and sister," because she wanted At to. At the very end, he marries Rachel McAdams' mom. He does, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And he brought so, that up, but, yeah, yeah. But it's I guess very it, wacky. Yeah, we've sidetracked but, already, but yeah. So, so they've oh, known each other since they were kids. They've always wanted to be on Eurovision. Uh, they're a pretty shitty band, is what the movie implies. I'm gonna tell you right now, they're never that bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, they're like a crappy they band. Kick ass. They they're slaying happy in that opening scene. I mean, what are these? What more do these people <laughs> yeah. want? Dude, There's your Euro volcanoes. song contest right there. They're fucking a cover of happy with these two. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can we do covers uh, on Eurovision? Because I think I got the winner. 
But they want to be in the Eurovision Song Contest. They uh, send in like an audition tape. Uh, that was his dream kind of since he was a little boy when his uh, uh, angry father that had no respect for the arts uh, was against his career choice, like in every other fucking hack movie. Correct. Or he's embarrassed of son. Or, I don't know it's the right advice. Or he's embarrassed of son. Uh, um, so it kind of cuts to like the Iceland like, board, you know, like mayors and governors, I don't know what you call them, board of Congress. Um, and they're picking... They're picking the 11 out of 12 bands that are going to get submitted to Eurovision. The last band, there's like, I don't know, pick a cassette. Yeah, there's only a, 11 good ones in all of Iceland. So they need yeah. to just like pick out a random one to fill out the, uh, the, the roster mm-hmm. of 12. They end so up picking enough, a Fire Saga. They fix up Fire Saga. In a very stage, Netflix and Chad, what's in the box? Uh, blind. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> what's very in the true. box? What's in the box? Uh... So they get picked. They uh, they get picked to go. They do a performance. Uh, pretty shitty. They uh, you know they all do their auditions on this uh, as a thing. They do appreciate the uh, performance. Will Ferrell's all bummed out. There's a boat party for all the uh, bands after their performance. He's all bummed out. He knows they blew it. Goodbye dreams for Eurovision. Sure enough, the boat with all the other competitors explodes. Which means, by default, <laughs> they get pushed to Eurovision. They're in. I guess it also is worth mentioning that one of the people, like the Icelandic Council, doesn't want Iceland to win because it would be too expensive. Okay, yes. If you win Eurovision, you have to host it in your country the next year. Good call. So there was like, for, uh, like a producer's style uh, 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 conspiracy against themselves going on, but that was just from one, like the one evil board member. The rest of the board, because they did have some epic chick. They apparently one of the girls that died in the boat contest was gonna be like the best Iceland Eurovision song ever. Yeah, yeah. So they thought they finally had their chance, and then it got ruined with the boat explosion, which was a pretty funny scene, as we'll get into our funny scenes later. But so all the other competitors die. uh, So they get to go to be competitors in Eurovision. So they go to Scotland, where Eurovision's being held this year. Uh, They meet the Russian guy, who's like. You know, maybe. Well, they meet all the other performers, right? I guess they kind of go to a party. They meet this Russian guy. He's, uh, like, the most famous uh, Yeah, they do do, I think, a little bit of a montage as well of, like, all of the other acts auditions. So you get to see, like, the mm-hmm. hilarious uh, uh, Will Ferrell interpretations of these other countries' pop acts. For sure. Because I looked it up, too. All these other countries, like, all the other performers, 90% of them are all, like, Ex Eurovision winners and like actual like oh interesting throughout the years they're like okay cool so like for one I'll tell you they show one of the bands that performed and it's like an all monster group <laughs> like goblins and uh, yeah, I remember them. yeah yeah dude I like said it as a joke watching and I was like well there's an obvious winner looked it up they're a real band they won Eurovision in two thousand nine wow nice the monsters or <laughs> So you see that, like, all these performances are kind of over-the-top, like, crazy yeah. European fucking, exactly what you imagine. Just, like, it's not just, like, a uh, Will Ferrell acid trip. It's, like, a real thing that happens. Yeah, I thought it was a Will Ferrell acid trip. <laughs> Apparently, uh, a reality stranger than uh, uh, fiction in fucking Europe, but... 
For sure. <laughs> so I guess they all, uh, when they go to this house party, there's a crazy musical sequence that breaks out. Uh, you but, kind of see but it, that... but it proves that Rachel McAdams really can, that it proves that Jennifer Garner really can sing like an angel. <laughs> I mean, it also proves that goddamn Will Ferrell's never bad. I don't know. I'm no, no I'll totally uh, agree. We'll get into that later. But uh, that was, I think, also, like the establishing point of that scene. But that was an epic scene. I think it also tries to set up that the Russian is kind of has nefarious. Okay, uh, let's plans. get into that, I guess. Because the Russian and there's like a, a team of the Russian guy and the Greek pop star are like talking apparently to conspire to like sabotage Saga uh, Saga Fuel Fire or whatever the fuck. But uh, uh, yeah. it's like the Russian guy starts macking on Rachel McAdams and the smoking hot Greek chick wants a, uh, wants a piece of Will Ferrell for no reason in the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, they kind of they're definitely setting up and establishing that they would be the classic bad guy duo trying to. To sabotage fire saga but were they yeah. or were they just like no. the two nicest people ever because yeah they took like this shitty Icelandic team under their wings yeah like... the Russian guy was never anything but like respectful and like philosophical and nice to uh, McAdams yeah. and There's this hot where she gets too drunk and like wakes up in his place she's like do we do anything he's like no I'm a gentleman I would never do anything yeah. like that but they're setting up the classic, like, one of these movie things where the – you know what I mean? Like, they're set, like they're making you think that the shoe is going to drop and, like, the obvious sleazy uh, bad guy is going to do something horrible. But never quite happens. Yeah. So I don't I know. I think he just realized that, like, she had a good voice. and was like, oh, if we teamed up, I would be great. And was yeah, like, yeah. Like – I guess that's cool. true. But even that, yeah, like, he wasn't really trying to break him up even that much. Like, he was just more... Yeah, no, But, ever. you know, ever. I guess we'll get into that with our, uh, as we talk about our, our ultimate reviews later, maybe. But it was a weird... Yeah. They didn't establish really... There really was no, like, main antagonist, I guess, you know? Well, I think you find out later on in the movie, too, he's gay. Like, he, so he's not even, like, trying to bang her. <laughs> Who Will Ferrell is? No, no, the Russian. The Russian. I didn't even realize the Russian was gay that we found that that out later. But I guess that's another thing that we should bring up in this movie. But, like, the Will Ferrell, I guess there is an angle where Rachel McAdams has had, like, a crush on this kid, uh, Will Ferrell ever since they were kids. And she wants a relationship. She thinks if they win Eurovision, they'll finally start going out. But Will Ferrell is, like... You know, he's at the at, at the very best like an asexual weirdo, if not a flaming homosexual yeah. in this movie. But like they very clearly establish that he's got like total like just like no grasp on sexuality and he's the classic Will Ferrell, like fifty year old man yeah. with a father that's like breaking his balls and like the you know, stuck in uh, uh you the know man child. Exactly. You know I mean? The classic Wolf and Old Man Child. So, exactly. You know, but he, he's like obviously gay or whatever or asexual. You know what I mean? But like he's not yeah, like a. a, like a, a sure. Yeah. He's not like he doesn't have a crush on Rachel, 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 uh, Rachel McAdams in this movie. You know what I mean? So yep. if the Russian guy's picking up on her, really he's doing everybody a favor. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, but I didn't even realize that the Russian guy was gay at the end. Also. They're supposed to be the same age, Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell, in this movie. <laughs> and they're supposed to be, like, 17 as well, I think. Or, like, you know, like, or they're supposed well, to be, like, no, like old enough to be getting be their 50s, balls broken by their father, you know, like. Yeah. Like, they should yeah, be I Nick Swartzen playing this. I was thinking about that a lot, you know what I mean, about how, like, it should be cast with, a, you know what I mean? Like, this should be an, ad, an Andy Samberg or something like that, like a young comedian, but. Sure. Um, like, Will Ferrell probably should no, have just no, no. been playing, like, somebody that his character was supposed to be more old and washed up, you know what I mean, mm. than, like, they were trying to make it seem like he was, you know, like, a 25-year-old or, you know, like, a 30-year-old or something, but... Absolutely. Here or there. 
I would say just to keep uh, kind of going on then. So it's the big party. Uh, uh, so they actually finally get to perform at Eurovision. It's the semifinals. Pretty, as it's a two-part yeah, contest. Pretty apparently. good, you know what I mean. He comes running down in the hamster wheel. Uh, I mean, honestly, they absolutely crush it. And even Graham Norton, the announcer, is going like, "Wow, this is way better than everybody thought." Because apparently, like, I don't yeah, know if this so. is the, the true in Eurovision, but they were like taking odds. <laughs> they like knew who was uh, yeah. supposed to win and whatnot. So they, I guarantee that's true. Yeah, yeah. So Graham Norton was like super impressed. Everybody loved their performance, but then they make it out to seem like shot, like you know, yeah. like Will Ferrell leaves dejected after because he was like humiliated. But everybody loved it. Like, well, they did like suck her dress into the hamster wheel. Yeah, that like, is true. So it did fall apart. Like, the hamster classic, wheel went like, spinning into the crowd. They fucking crashed and. Yeah, the hijinks of this movie is you never get to hear that whole version of that song. Comedy of errors. Correct. So he thinks they're going to do terrible. He runs away. He leaves. He goes back to Iceland. Hilarious montage of him leaving in a ridiculous outfit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. That old silver outfit. But uh, in the meanwhile, you find out that Iceland gets voted ahead to the final. Yeah, because everybody loved him. Were they not watching the yeah. fucking show? Great Northern was raving about him. Are they bad? Yeah. Okay. Um... So Will Ferrell finds out that they made it to the finals. He tries to get back uh, to Scotland. In the meantime, the evil guy from the Icelandic council tries to kill him because he's like, hey, I'm the guy that blew up the boat. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess we forgot to mention there's this whole thing with elves. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a real part of Icelandic culture, but they keep on talking about how like half of them believe in these yeah. elf spirits that Rachel McAdams prays to and drops off, don't, you know, drops, yeah. leaves yeah, whiskey so at the like, mi- little miniature yeah. house in the mountains. Rachel McAdams believes in the elves. Will Ferrell like says multiple times, "I don't believe in that." Yeah. But then a little knife comes out, kills the bad guy. Uh... After, by the way, he had to like he immediately went back and did the classic hack, like a uh, uh, Zoolander scene where he went back to work with like the real Icelandic fishermen yeah. that like really disrespected him. And even there, they were super nice to him and like didn't yeah. that never gave him the negativity that he claimed. <laughs> They were like at at most fucking uh, uh like you know supportive, but very true, very true. So yeah, after I mean, I guess all this happens, he goes back to uh, he goes back to Scotland. Rachel McAdams is going to perform in the finals as just by herself as only one half of uh, the Eurovision team Fire or Saga. the uh, sorry the Fire Saga team. Uh, at the last minute, Lars will fail himself, runs on stage. Uh, he makes it in time, but instead of singing their classic uh, Double Trouble song, they sing a song that Rachel McAdams wrote herself. Uh, that the Russian her guy own. gave her all the inspiration to believe in herself and sang. That the evil Russian guy was the one that like really set it all up by giving her the uh, uh, inspiration. I mean, honestly. So, I mean, I guess they don't win Eurovision because by doing that... By yeah, they got the disqualified, song, but... Disqualified. They showed, but in the end, they're happier. Everyone's happier. They uh, showed the true artistic down. spirit. Mm-hmm. His and the true Viking is... spirit of never giving up. <laughs> uh, his father is finally not disappointed of him. He, for whatever reason, uh, marries Rachel McAdams' mom. It's <laughs> a really creepy move. Because uh, they get together right at now. the end, too. Doesn't it yeah. like end with they Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell getting together? They have a baby at the end. And then, <laughs> sure enough, they're at the wedding performing uh, Zsa Zsa Ding Dong. 
The old classic, yeah. and spoiler alert, we're all going to be singing along later to Zsa Zsa <laughs> But you want to know, you're, just, you're, you're really shocking my world, and we're about to get on with Ned Raw here, and we'll get some, uh, we'll get some dirt on these Icelandic assholes, but, or these, uh, we'll get some dirt on these Icelandic folks, because I, like I do love the Icelandics, so I don't want to refer to them as assholes. But uh, uh, I get, that is really funny, though, because I was going to ask Netta, but that whole uh, are we sisters, probably not whole thing is definitely a reference to like mass inbreeding in the tiny country country of, of iceland you know what i mean like i didn't well, I and now that's why that. it's eric's think, daughter and you know at the end like the joke about how he just pierce brosnan fucks everybody because he's like a very good looking guy no dude they i think it's probably of- a little bit more because iceland is like one of the smallest countries in the world everybody looks the same so there's like a, a accusations of inbreeding but it's probably like an old like scandinavian oh you know those icelanders it's a real small because it's like the whole point of the gag is like will ferrell's girlfriend and will ferrell and and his dad and mom they're like literally all our brother and sister at the end you know what i mean and i'm sure yeah. that is like a cultural thing because i'm going to get into it with netta but we find out who's from sweden as we'll as we'll talk to but like these you just like you know americans have shit that we'll talk about people from alabama and we know these like hilarious stereotypes in europe they've got like oh you know the norwegians those assholes they do this hilarious sure, scare, sure, you sure, know sure. Where it's like uh, when you go to Ireland, they're like I went to a comedy show in Ireland, and literally every comic made a joke about how in uh, about how uh, uh, people in Wales are sheep fuckers. That was just like a very like hack Irish comedy bit. It was like oh you know the you know the Welsh fucking all the sheep around town. Like so I'm sure that's like a thing where they make fun of Icelandics for uh, Icelanders. For you know, yeah. inbreeding or whatnot. But anyway, we'll get into that in a minute here. But uh, that pretty much is the you know plot it's breakdown. A movie, yeah. Uh, 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 I guess should we just get into it with Netta? Because we'll give you our real thoughts with uh, 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 everything later on when, when we give yeah, you our we'll give review. You but ultimately yeah. speaking, I guess uh, before we get into our kitchen questions, we usually give you a little bit of our ultimate feelings. What'd you think? What was your I mean, uh, dude, besides, like, him running down that hamster wheel and just, like, uh, giving the four American kids shit, that's about <laughs> the only times I about the okay, only times yeah. I laugh. I guess we could go through some of our big laughs in the movie. Uh, 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 I did think some of the funnier scenes I felt were the uh, boat explosion whole scene where just the surprise is they're getting emotional. Then all of a sudden the boat explodes kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. Then their reaction to like being happy that everybody's dead kind of and they get to go is funny. And then when they cut to the council talking about it. And they're, like, having the decision, but they're the worst ever, but they're so bad. And then they cut, and they're just standing right there, like, so we get to go. Ah." That was really funny. Uh, I thought the producer session, the recording session with the Korean, uh, with the K-pop producer was real funny. Beesh. The, uh, just the various wardrobes, him stuffing his pants, and the, like, wacky outfits got me going. The, uh, like you said, the American... The Americans, uh, uh, that that first scene especially where he's talking into his reflection. He's like, come on, bro. Can't you see him uh, whimsically talking in front of my reflection here? (laughs) That was pretty good. Um, The little kid... The little kid that was in their band in the beginning and then, like, meets him up later. That kid, I thought, was, like, his scenes were both pretty funny. Um, So, all in all, you know, a couple of, like Devin said, the hamster wheel, probably the biggest laugh. Maybe the boat explosion scene, the biggest laugh. Uh, uh, Him actually yelling at the American kids at the end at the wedding. That was funny. Oh, I hate you. And, like, literally, (laughs) is like, just having a breakdown of, like, Oh, you're having a good time? Well, I wish that you'd just go home because nobody wants you here. (laughs) Yes, that was very funny. Um, that made me laugh. 
And all in all, just like we said, it's like a character movie, so you kind of have to be buying into the character. Literally, the entire movie is in a wacky dialogue with him in a crazy outfit, you know, and there's like five to ten crazy songs that go on. So if you like ridiculous, wacky gags and musical comedy, you might have a better chance of enjoying this one. But all in all, you know, uh, uh... Not really, you know, many, like, home runs in terms of funny scenes, but some good gags and really just, like, an interesting character for, like Devin said, over two hours. So Yeah. Uh, that'll over fall two. into our review in a little bit, I'd say, but... That's true, but I guess before we get into our review, we always got to ask each other ourselves some kitschy questions, but I'd say we've been teasing it this whole episode. Instead of asking each other kitschy questions... We have some kitschy questions for our special guest, so hit it, Andre. Yo, let me ask you. Kitschy questions. Kitschy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh. Kitschy questions. Kitschy, kitschy, kitschy questions. Kitchy questions with Andre Dobby. Always a smash kitchy it. Kitchy questions. Kitchy, kitchy, kitchy. But we've been uh, teasing it the whole episode. Like we said, this kitchy questions is going to be a little different. Instead of me and Liam asking each other kitchy questions, we have some kitchy questions for our guest. Uh, <laughs> you can check out her podcast on Spotify, the Netta Raw, uh, Netta Raw podcast. Uh, but a big friend of the show and a big friend of ours, the sweetest sweetheart herself, Netta Rahner. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Netta. Thank you, thank you. What's How up? Are you? Uh, but I refer to her as uh, Netta Viking Warrior Princess is what I've been calling her on my uh, podcasts. Because okay. I've actually right. given right. her a couple shout outs because she is the famed one that has smuggled me the illegal Disney Plus account as well. So <laughs> sorry for talking about that on like five yeah. podcasts that I... Uh... For sure. I guess like- we do need to uh, uh, just get right into it with your Icelandic uh, expertise, as uh, we said. But Netta is like uh, our Eurovision TV kind of correspondent, but our resident Scandinavian <laughs> as well, as Netta is from Sweden, obviously. And uh, uh, Will Farrell in this one was from Iceland. So we were just talking about the whole angle in the movie about whether or not uh, Will Farrell and Rachel McAdams were brother and sisters, okay? Are the Icelandics notoriously known for inbreeding, yes or no? No. No? Yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so at all. That's not are – you, are you sure that's not like an Icelandic stereotype? What is like the Icelandic stereotype from a person from Sweden? If you were going to talk trash about somebody from Iceland, what do you say? Like what's their, what's their go-to stereotype? We always feel like we bake the best bread in Scandinavia. So Iceland <laughs> bake their bread on like an ice – ice some sort of sand that underneath is boiling and um, these guys use ice with there's ice with everything with these guys jesus there's a lot of green yes there's a lot of green in iceland and a lot of ice in greenland so that's like number one and two i, know, I learned that one that. in like fourth grade blew yeah. my mind yeah, that's right mm. uh-huh uh-huh 
but so that's way, their thing a, though is that they Euro- bake bread i mean come on yeah, you gotta give me Euro- something <laughs> yeah what a european answer like well uh, we take a lot of pride but you're from sweden okay. are the swedes and the icelanders are they tight because let's face it me and devin you got, you got two ignorant americans here the only- we are tight we support each other because okay, nice. of their knowledge of english we feel like people in iceland have uh, developed a very strong knowledge of English better than any other Scandinavian country. Okay, Norwegians are all about, we know everybody should speak Norway, and they refuse to speak in English to you. Because okay. it's just a matter of like... It's nice common ground, because you guys all have your right, own languages. And, well, I think, uh, sorry, even in the movie, though, in Eurovision, yeah. I think even Sweden backs Iceland. I think Sweden's one of the people that give Iceland the eight points. They're like, all right, look. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right, <laughs> that's right. In fact, some of the actors in the movies, uh, in this movie, are speeds. Yes, yeah, Devin okay. was even what saying about- that. A couple of them, uh, uh, and again, we got you on because you're the uh, expert at Eurovision, the TV show. But Devin was mm-hmm. already telling us that some of those guys were past contestants and all. Yes, absolutely. It's very important to know this. Interesting. In the big medley, <laughs> some of the biggest Eurovision okay. stars are in the medley, and it's such a privilege to see it on TV. I actually cried. It was very emotional. <laughs> and there were, and the same costumes and all, because Devin said, like... We, this is, oh, so now, why don't you just really quickly give all the Americans listening a rundown on Eurovision, the TV show? Because like I said when we started, but I did not even know that was a thing, and I bet you a lot of other viewers as well. But you want to explain to us what Eurovision TV show is? I mean, first of all, you should be ashamed of yourself that you have no idea what it is. Let Don't me blame me. Blame the uh, uh, American society, the uh, systematic racism against Swedes. I blame per- Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I blame Ryan Seacrest, too. Yeah, exactly. So each year, right after New Year's, there's a 10-week of competition. So each country has to decide who's going to represent the country. So in Sweden, they go 10 different uh, competitions. So each person that wins each competition gets to the final. And for the final, it's the ultimate winner that's going to represent the country of Sweden. Now, four of my best friends have been on the show uh, different years, so it's really cool to see them on like oh, live nice. TV. And then once they represent Sweden, they go to the host country. It's kind of like the Olympics, this thing. It was like, you know, uh, but it goes on every year. What's that, Devin? I said that is my whole takeaway, too. Like, this really is like an Olympic event. (laughs) Yeah, they had like odds and stuff like that. It's our Super Bowl. Okay, nice. And all the countries get involved, obviously. How many uh, countries make it to the semifinals? It's like the top 50 or... Or every country in Europe goes to the semifinal thing, or there was a no, it's not. Because uh, yeah, I they believe... had to qualify, but it's like a, it's a whole lot of them though, right? It's like a March Madness, like sixty. And then, how about has there been any? Uh, has have any of the winners been kind of like crossover big stars? You know that like again, Absolutely. ignorant Americans might be from. Yeah, I guess that was my question. Did like Amy like, Winehouse what? fucking win this thing or what? You know, like. Yeah, like once you're on Eurovision, like are you a big star afterwards or? You kind of are a big star before the Eurovision. Because remember, you are a big star from your country. And the little introduction you're getting right before you perform, it's like, oh, this person won uh, Idol such and such that year. Each person always seemed to have like some sort of a big, meaningful appearance from their own country. 
Okay. Interesting. But even Idol, let's just take because Idol, I guess maybe the first season it could have maybe been compared to like a. Uh, uh, well, and are you an Amer- are you an American Idol watcher? Because you've been in the states now for what, like ten, you know, fifteen years or whatever. Do you get into the to Idol at all? I did right when it started, when it started. because it was because when it started it was really thing. huge. Like I was gonna say, yeah. but not at all comparable to Eurovision, obviously. But as well, no. even have anybody from Idol even ever been like successful afterwards? Like Ruben, I think the biggest star from Idol was what Ruben, <laughs> you know, like. Ruben. Uh, you mean Kelly Clarkson was big. She won American Idol. Okay, Kelly Clarkson was the next American Idol winner. Okay, mm-hmm. I see. But and then the yeah. Okay, she's real big, but yeah. you know, and like but the, she's big. Be, she's big because of it. What Netta I think was saying is that like you already kind of have to be like a kind of a big star to even like make it to Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, for yes. sure. Okay. And she's saying that afterwards, you're much more established. But because American Idol, I'm just pointing out that American Idol is like a total joke. Because, you know, uh, not only does nobody care, but it doesn't even really do anything for your career. You know, out of like the 15 winners, we got Kelly Clarkson and Ruben, you know, <laughs> the only other one that I can, that I I can remember. The, uh, we got the pants on the ground guy. and uh... Exactly. Like the pants on the ground guy. And uh, and the asshole with gray hair one year, I think he won. Oh, yeah. And, uh... When is the uh, last time or has Sweden ever won Eurovision? Yes. Okay. They nice. won in two, they won 2017, so they were the hosting oh, country wow, in 2018. Okay, sweet. Because I did my research, and I know that Iceland has never won a Eurovision. No. You know, the closest Perfect. they've come in second place. Uh, Very nice. Now, you did your Eurovision yeah, back, uh, your, your Eurovision uh, history? Yes. Now, i got to ask you, do you think Iceland will ever win the Eurovision Song Contest? You know, the closest they've yeah. ever gotten is second place. Yeah, you can oh, never no. say never if they came in second. Will they I ever mean... pull through? And, uh... I don't know if they want to win, because I truly don't think they can afford to. So much like the movie, that's true, too. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. They that don't know good. how to host for so many people. It's, yeah, imagine yeah. it's a two hundred thousand population in the whole country. Sure, so sure, sure. It's who is one the host? most? Who's like the number one winner? Do you know who's like? Has it been like, for instance, has it been like Scotland for the last like five years because they like can't be beat, or like is it pretty I good actually, at like changing around? I do not know this. No way. Yeah, nice balanced. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of parody in the. Uh, a uh, Eurovision contest world. Ooh, so. I have the winner. I googled. <laughs> it's. Uh, oh, that was quick, friendly, by the way. Our... You didn't miss a beat <laughs> with that Google. That Jesus. was taking Liam thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> it's oh. Ireland. Nice. Oh, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Fuck yeah! How many titles for Ireland? Seven victories. Seven titles. Fuck yeah for the Irish. Oh, yeah. There we go. Number two. Doing me proud. Uh, thanks again. Once again, I'm proud of my Irish heritage. Yeah, that blows my mind. <laughs> and number two is guess what country? I'm going Sweden. Sweden. Yes. Nice. I mean, we've got ABBA and the other one, so right there. It's... Yeah. I mean, Ireland doesn't wow. entirely shock me, just in terms of, uh, you'd like Netta was saying, an English-speaking country would, I guess, probably tend to fare a little bit better, so... But oh, that's great yeah, to hear though. But like, I don't know. I got so many questions. I want to listen to every seven winning song from the Irish uh, 
Are there any rappers? I mean, like, they're very musical about? people. They're a very musical uh, country. I mean. yeah. a very well, specific, did very Van Did Van people. Morrison get his break in Eurovision? Was Van the Man like a uh, 1962 played. Eurovision champ? <laughs> but Riverdance got its fame through Eurovision Epic Song Contest Riverdance. 25 years ago. Nice. No. So I know that for a fact. I was so there are definitely more. That. You're drawing a blank, but you've already said ABBA and, and, and Riverdance. There's got to be a bunch more. Yes. I mean, I know that uh, this year, unfortunately, was the first time uh, they've been canceled because yes. of COVID. Because I know this movie was supposed to come out the first day Eurovision started. It was supposed to coincide. And then mid-May. Once, uh, yeah. yeah, once it the got canceled. The competition is usually mid-May, yeah. Nice, nice. Do you think it'll be uh, back next year? What are your predictions? Yes. Are they going to do uh, Zoom <laughs> Eurovision? I mean, that is uh, down. That has got the inside scoop, actually, on the uh, Swedish CDC. Because she did actually just have today on her podcast a doctor in Stockholm, a doctor from Stockholm that's doing great things, fighting the, uh, helping out the coronavirus there. So, want to tell us a little bit about that? That uh, sure. episode, Neto? Sure. Well, first and foremost, they are not wearing any masks. Yeah, I know in Europe it's not really big on the masks. Mm-hmm. Ireland as well, they don't really uh, wear the masks, but. But things are doing good in Sweden, though? Things are doing good. I think that we just don't like to be hugged in general. We keep our distance from people. Okay, nice. And I think that's... I'm moving to Sweden. Are you kidding me? socially distant. (laughs) uh... Yeah. Yeah. Count me in. It's in our nature to social distance. Nice. (laughs) Now, this is mind-blowing to me because I've never met anyone in my life that loves to hug more. Yeah, I know. Seriously, that's... uh... (laughs) (laughs) You definitely do not... uh, uh, Once again, a a cultural... I think uh... social distancing, the other end of that spectrum is Netta Raw. Yeah, she's not a Swedish stereotype (laughs) by any means, but... I sure. know. It's my warm Israeli side. <laughs> I mean, again, the exact opposite of a stereotypical Israeli. Nobody except for you thinks of Israelis as warm and cuddly, but... I also did some research. The, one of the bands in the movie, the one that were all dressed like goblins and uh, like monsters, actually, I think, won in 2009, who was like yes. my obvious yes. favorite. I was like, oh, this, God, I'm not going to lie to you. When they first came on, I was like, is this Ghost? <laughs> oh, great call! Oh, is this no. is the ghost? Yeah, wearing masks. <laughs> yes. Big shout out to Ghost, of course. Netta's favorite metal band. Uh, yeah, Netta's favorite death metal band. But I was stoked to learn that they were actual uh, winners of Eurovision. Yeah, I think even in this movie wasn't in the movie wasn't like Sweden's representation the rap the rap guy. Yeah, which was like fucking awesome. Now I, also, another question Swedish. I had about the TV show, and again, uh, a potentially ignorant American question here but in the actual uh eurovision tv show are all of the songs have to be in english like in the movie or like wouldn't they be singing there like the russian guy would uh, be should be singing this one in russian correct since it becomes a thing it's all about winning Uh but do they decide is there like you said with the swedes and icelandics they kind of you guys have decided on english as the common ground do you guys all sing in french for the tv show or pick a language and everybody has to do it or each uh, person does their own language for the contest each person kind of does their own language for the contest okay interesting in order to do to kind of get anywhere they want you to do in, in english right now so people will understand more and more 
what the song is about. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, if you're doing mm-hmm. it in Iceland, if you're if you're singing in Swedish, a much mm-hmm. smaller group of people are going to understand and relate to it and vote for it, obviously. So you're going to want to try True. to choose a common language. But if like the big star mm-hmm. was from France, she would sing in, in uh, English or she would sing in French? She would sing in English. Okay, interesting. I would think, yeah. Okay, but then right. you have ABBA that sang in 1974. They sang Waterloo, and they competed with the Swedish version. But when they were sent abroad, I think they were sent to Scotland or wherever they performed, and they won the whole thing, they switched it to English. Wow. So, that's also so ABBA is an ex-Eurovision yeah, winner? To me, ABBA was a Eurovision wow. winner. Nice. Yeah, well, that answers the, the question of do they make winner. it afterwards? Like, uh, come on now. And I guess, yeah, what Liam was asking earlier, too, are there other, like, big names that we would know here in the States that are past Eurovision winners? I don't think so. No. Okay, so Um, just ABBA. (laughs) It's been downhill since ABBA, uh, obviously. ABBA and Fire Saga? Really set the bar high with ABBA. (laughs) Yeah. um, There's a star. Her name is Lorraine. She won in 09 in Sweden. And she became huge in the gay community in New York. Like she was playing. So Devin's all over that one. He would. Yeah, I know Lorraine. So she she became famous. Right, right. And then we have one, if you remember the medley part of the film, uh, there's a guy who plays the violin very. (laughs) So he also competed in Norway about 15 or 14 years ago, became so successful. And he was a nobody from like Trondheim, middle of nowhere, Norway, and became so successful that he was touring all over like Japan. Nice. It was really, really cool to see his career get uplifted because he yeah. was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to milk the cows. Like he wasn't really, you know, he had no, yeah, he was yeah. like, cute. Very right? far from the, it's, it's, it's a real, you've made it to Hollywood dog kind of moment for us uh, American <laughs> geeks. But I guess that'll get us into the uh, uh, movie a little bit as you're talking. How did Will? F- I know me and Devin failed our Icelandic impression test, but how did how did you feel Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams did? Did they represent Iceland uh, Icelanders good or? I believe so. Well, Will Ferrell has been married to a Swedish woman for twenty years. That's oh, interesting. Is. I didn't know that. I knew that because that's how so he, he found out about Eurovision. Was yeah. uh, he was in Sweden with his wife, and then like, all right, well, geez, well, way to make so me feel bad. It. This guy has a Swedish wife to find out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and he was like at his. He said he was at his in-laws' house, and they're like, "All right, dinner was good. Should we put on Eurovision now?" And he was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Okay." And then when they turned yeah. on, he's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like, nice. he ultimately wanted to be his partly Swedish side. But he decided he didn't want to do that to offend the Swedes, <laughs> so he, okay. he took that act. And he has really Very good interesting. Okay, that's cool. Wow. I did not know that at all. But so he has a lot of. He's coming out with an inside info here. Or right. The, and the woman who sings Rachel McAdams, the one who did her voice, her vocal, uh, she's a famous pop star in Sweden called Molly Sundin. I was going to ask and, about her because I noticed from the soundtrack that she did all of the mm-hmm. uh, song. Okay, so she's right. like, so you don't know Lorraine, but you know Molly Sundian? <laughs> no, no, I just saw it because I obviously, uh, spoiler alert, but you're going to hear another uh, a classic from the uh, movie. So I happened to see who's like, does it. And Will Ferrell does all of the own singing. So, you know, like he's yes. the accredited, and then it's him, and then this other pop star. So, what was her name again? Molly Sundian. Molly Sundian, nice. M O L L Molly, yeah. Okay, I see. 
Molina. <laughs> but all right, so that's that's an uh, that's an interesting takeaway from the movie there. That's a good director's cut from Netta. How about what we're? Think, uh, Sorry, go ahead, Devin. Uh, do you think the movie kind of gives an accurate depiction of like the Eurovision Song Contest? Like, were there parts of it? A hundred and fifty percent. Yes. <laughs> really? Okay. So there does was Graham, no Does Graham Norton like really it. host it? Even? Yes. He does. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I knew that too. Oh, well, you win the trivia Eurovision. contest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I guess that would be a worth uh, even. Are you a Will Ferrell fan going into this movie? Yeah. It's like Will Ferrell is one of those things that like some people are. It goes either ways. Like some people are like, I fucking hate Will Ferrell. Like, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said before, his characters can be kind of hit or miss. I'd say, you know. Mm-hmm. So. But I know like a lot of people. I know like a good handful of people that just like don't like Will Ferrell. Like, oh, I'm one of those people that don't like Will Ferrell. So that going into this, you're a big Will Ferrell. I am. Well, I think our, our our romance started watching Step Brothers. Step Brothers is like your go to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Celebrity go to guy Will Ferrell is. Uh... As an elf. I would have thought you would have been like the diehard elf fan. Dad? <laughs> yes, but I'm Jewish. So yeah, I'm she's more of an Adam much. Sandler, Eight Crazy Nights kind of girl, I think. Yes. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, so Will Ferrell fan feel that he did good as a uh, honorary Swede representing Iceland. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, so, what were some of your favorite some of your favorite scenes from the movie and all? It's the medley. Okay, the medley yeah. really did it. How about yeah. the sing along? Did you love the ultimate, the epic? Uh, you know, whole... I think that's what she's talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay, medley by medley, I thought you were talking about the medley of all the different contestants doing their Eurovision audition. Yes. So, oh, you mean that one. Oh. You mean the house party, right? I mean the house party. Okay, that, the that's house party were all ex-Eurovision yeah. stars. Okay, yeah. cool. I thought that you were talking about like the audition, the medley of them all doing the auditions. But okay, cool. I see, I see. So that was the there big highlight scene, for you. There is a scene in the beginning when they are really upset about making they made some huge mistake on the actual icelandic performance whatever so they're on the deck on the dock <laughs> and they see that everybody's having fun on the boat and all of a sudden <laughs> when we know what happens not going to say too much and he goes he oh, you can spoil it. we spoil it. Really yeah spoil. we've already spoiled oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. when the boat explodes and everybody dies he goes oh they're all dead they're all dead and then he goes they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, We're gonna yeah. Ever... yeah, that's it. We're the one representing Wait, Iceland. And yeah. Space. I talked no, about that earlier. That was one of my favorite yeah. scenes as well. That's a great Will Ferrell like uh, thing to do too. Like I'm so happy, sir. I'm so happy, sir. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, that part was very funny. Uh, like Liam said, the outfits in the movie are hilarious. Yeah, definitely. The uh, wardrobe, just the characters. I like a lot of the different songs, you know, Happy and whatnot. But I guess so, uh, uh, well, I might as well get into our official reviews then, I'd say. You want to uh, now to give us your big official review of, uh, of what you felt about Eurovision? Sure. I think they captured the Eurovision Song Contest so good. And I truly think that they... I feel like he knew what he was doing. The whole mockery, and and at the same time, you want to be proud to be from your country. You want to come as like a, you know, yeah, you yeah. show off a little bit. Yeah. Positive representation. But like, a, <laughs> but you would like recommend this. You would like tell people. 
I mean, so, obviously, you're our golden ticket winner on this one because right. you came, uh, I think, like, sending uh, emails to Liam, telling him, like, you guys got to watch this. This fucking movie's definitely home run. Well, I think we don't know too much about Iceland to begin with, I think. So not only were the, was this film shot in Iceland entirely and in Scotland, uh, it's it, it was they had to, like, learn some of the words and they had to learn a little bit about the culture. And I was talking to my Icelandic friend, Andrea, and she's like, they got it on point. Like, this <laughs> nice. was a good movie. We needed this in our quarantine <laughs> mood. We need to watch something like this because it's good for everybody. So, I mean, positive approval from a, a, an authentic Icelander and an authentic Swede right there. That's all you got to know, I guess, <laughs> in terms of their review. But <laughs> I we guess on that note, exactly. you'll get uh, all of that and more on Netta Raw <laughs> podcast on Spotify. So definitely check that out. The last couple episodes especially. Today she recorded with the doctor. The episode before that was about her mom. I was with her mom. Now, and that your was mom was on, one, right? So. Was on the show? It's amazing. I think uh, for me and Liam, the most we've gotten is my mom. I think he's emailed in once, and uh, Liam's <laughs> mom has given us a couple likes on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I got a lot of, yeah, I got you, a lot of uh, thumbs up from James you. Whalen on Facebook. But. Yeah, snagging your yes. mom as a guest in year one. Thank cute. you. I know. Well done. <laughs> if you would have had your mom on the show, what would you have wanted her to talk about? Uh, God. (laughs) That's a really interesting question. I could do definitely a great great podcast with my mom. You know, know all of our moms have had amazingly interesting lives, you know. A lot of opinions on what's going on now. Uh, And really just say, hey, mom, I really want to spend an hour just her talking about how great I am. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to try to just avoid me (laughs) being the disappointment. I don't don't want to avoid the conversation of what an utter failure I've been for the... uh, But Uh, other than that. But I think that anybody, uh, honestly, that... I I wanted to be... Uh, anybody of a certain <laughs> yes, age has lived a super interesting life. Just all the stuff that they've been through, you know, everything that we've seen in our lives, plus the thirty crazy years before, of, you know, the uh, everything. But so mm-hmm. we should all we can all learn so much from our elders. But Netta is one of the few wise enough to do it. So Thank definitely you. check out Sorry, that Mom, episode. If you're listening, of... don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> so I know my mom's not, so no worries there. But, <laughs> but so definitely check out the Netta Raw podcast. All right. Hold on. Wait. What's that? Netta has a cute story to share. Oh, all right. If you want to hear. Of course. So back in 2018, I believe, there's this uh, super mega star from Israel. She competed in, is- in, um, in Sweden for Israel. And her name is, as you may know, Netta. All right. So I like her already. She won, she won the whole thing. She Her thing was to dare to be different. She was extremely oversized. She made like a chicken sound on the actual stage, but she did like a rap skit thing. Oh, hold on. What do you mean? <laughs> she just went on stage and was like, and like, 110%. <laughs> yes. I mean, Eurovision, uh, major Eurovision. Her odds are going through the roof right now in the Eurovision board. Yes. Her name, uh, the name of the song is called Toy. So mm-hmm. when she won, she was still on camera. She performed her song again, and she was so excited and overwhelmed. And they were filming her when she was on the phone with the prime minister. And the prime minister was saying, Neta, you are the, you are the proud to our country. You're this. And he kept saying her name. He kept saying what she is to the country. And uh, we're so happy for you. We love you. You're amazing. So my 
funny father took his phone and recorded the whole audio of that, of, of Benjamin Netanyahu recording to this girl, Neta. <laughs> and he sent it to me, and he goes, this is what I think of you. And I said, come on, dude, at least say it to my face. But it was really cute. It was his That's way of saying, cute. I love you. Thank you. Mm. What did you say back? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, send her a chicken emoji. Devin, you should listen to that song. I kid you not. Yeah, I mean, I think I know exactly what I'm doing when we're done there. <laughs> All right, so I guess on that note, though, we will uh, say goodbye to Netta. Definitely remind everybody to check out the uh, podcast Netta Raw on Spotify. Any yes. other uh, platforms we can catch that on or just Spotify for now? Apple Podcasts. Oh, Apple Podcasts. Nice. Yeah, of course. She's sneaking around iTowns herself. All right, sick. So Apple Pods <laughs> and Spotify. Netara. By the way, I want to say, uh, just my opinion, one of the sickest fucking podcast titles of all time. Your last name being Ronner. Netara. <laughs> like, what yeah, a disappointment. Uh... My last name is being Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank and, you, uh, Netta. I've listened to some episodes. I think Big LW himself was a guest on the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't waiting for my invite. But, Can't uh, wait to have you on. <laughs> it's a great it's a great show. Uh, it's thank Liam's you. dream. It's under an hour, so it's an easy listen. Uh, <laughs> but definitely check it out. Couldn't recommend it enough. Oh, thank you so much. You guys are amazing. All right, thank you so yeah, much, so Netta. We're just basking in that. <laughs> we, are, we are amazing. Yeah, yes, so you agree. are. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Netta. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Later, Nets. So deuces indeed, Netta. Deuces indeed. Uh, Deuces indeed. Or dare I say this time, Magak? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But thanks again, Netta. You can check it out at Netta Raw on Spotify, like we said. Uh, Yeah, really fun podcast, honestly. Definitely check it out. And honestly, because all we got really left now to do is give the review and Hearing it from her perspective might have kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it does, was it, does it influence influencing the judges? I mean, a little bit, dude, a little bit. It was definitely interesting to hear it from her perspective versus mine. Yes, but, uh, definitely. I mean, honestly, we've talked about it before, especially like I joked that Netta, that was the director's cut. But uh, a lot of times just getting a little bit of insight on something really changes your whole perspective. And if I watched that whole movie knowing that Will Ferrell had been married to a Swedish woman for 20 years and this was something Mm -hmm. that he was like a little bit more than just a random goofy character, I might have taken it a little bit more seriously. You know what I mean? Just like I was looking at it like it was just uh, in line with Talladega Nights and Blades of Glory. Like it was just a famous thing that he was paying. Parodying, but I didn't realize that it had a little bit more connection to it. And uh, uh, interesting that, you know, a lot of the people in it that I was not familiar with were famous Eurovision stars sure. of past. For sure. I mean, for Christ's sake, Netta said she cried at some point in the movie. So that's amazing. <laughs> and I guess that's kind of why we are going to give our reviews uh, after we let Netta go here because we didn't want to break her heart. <laughs> there was no scene in the movie where Liam and I were crying at it at all. Uh, I guess Liam's takes a long time to set up, so I'll let him go first. Liam, what's your official review of this movie? Uh... All right, so I'll give you, of course, I go by the four-point scale, where if I like Mm -hmm. it, I give it the Stone Cold Steve Austin, hell yeah. Hell yeah! If I don't like it, I give it the Damon Wayans, David Allen Greer, men on films, hated it. Hated it! If I uh, uh, absolutely love it, I give it the Rudy's dad... This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. 
And if I absolutely hate it, I give it the Nick Cage from Mandy. Right. So, uh, of course, those are the. That's my four point scale. And uh, this one is a pretty. uh, Oftentimes, much deliberation. I guess, by the way, shout out to uh, uh, The Five Bloods. Should we give a spoiler? Should we give a Bradley Cooper on my my Five Bloods pick? But, uh, of course, Rudy's dad, Rarefied Air, uh, The Five Bloods being my first uh, uh, Rudy's dad in the year plus. And I'm willing to, right off the bat, rule the Rudy's dad out for Eurovision. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> and uh, oftentimes my reviews there uh, come after much debate. This one was a pretty solid, easy David Allen Greer, Damon Wayans, Men on Films. Hated it. Yeah. And, okay. uh, uh, and, and as we talk about sometimes, a lot of my David Allen Greer, Damon Wayans, Men on Films hated it are for movies that I didn't necessarily hate, right? But I couldn't, you know, in any good faith, tell anybody to watch, nor would I necessarily claim to have enjoyed. You know what I mean? So I feel that's kind of a I, I can't in good heart give it a hell yeah, and that's kind of where I fall with this one. But honestly, contrary to what you might expect for some crazy goofy character, I actually really liked the character. I thought that uh, uh, it was just funny and kind of interesting. I felt that the musical scenes, as we talked about, I'm a musical comedy kind of guy, so uh, I felt those were funny enough every couple minutes, you know, every couple minutes to keep you going, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of that I really liked. I just felt from the movie it was quite shit, and like we talked about, huge factor here being two hours, where by the end there was yeah. just a lot of things didn't line up. The Russian, the bad guy wasn't bad enough. The love story yeah. was with like an asexual weirdo. Uh, 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 you know, like the they killed the audition and then were shocked that they got in you know what i mean like for a movie that was over two hours there was just a lot of like movie things that didn't line up you know what i mean it's gonna be a two-hour rom-com it's got to be really brimming with heart and soul like timing you need to take a note from alex anderson and timing (laughs) and uh you know a little bit more uh, uh, uh efficiency with your movie because two hours for me was just too much. Literally, 20 minutes shorter, I very well might be stone-colding this one, honestly. Because it had potential. From the opening song montage with that crazy video of them on glaciers playing a keyboard, I was in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just really, over two hours later, it was just not good enough for that. So I'm giving it a Damon Wayne's David Allen Greer, Men on Films. Hated it. Interesting. And I think that's the right read. And I guess I will piggyback on uh, that review, too. Although I'm going to start uh, following Liam's footsteps because I've run out of Netflix and uh, uh, reviews. <laughs> yeah, Devin so, can't rhyme in Swedish, so he can't give yeah. it a Netflix. Uh... So I'm going to kind of rip off Liam's idea, but I'm going to stick to the fact that uh, I'm going to give you my own four-point review system. Okay, I'm nice. Gonna, I think I'm going to try to start doing Finally this Finally on the four-point audio scale? or I'm on the four-point audio scale, but I'm nice. only using Will Ferrell as my uh, range of emotions here, okay? <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice. So your four-point Will Ferrell audio scale? All right, so I guess we'll run, run us through the uh, rating system here. I'll run you through the rating system. So if I... I'll start in the middle, and I'll go extreme. So if I hated it, if I didn't like it, instead of David Allen Greer, uh, Damon Wayans, I'm going the uh, Will Ferrell, Ron Burgundy, go fuck yourself, San Francisco. (laughs) 
Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> All right, nice. There right, we go. Right. A little uh, uh, from the whale's <laughs> vagina. That's right. Uh, if I liked it, kind of the equivalent to my Stone Cold, oh, hell yeah. If I like the movie, I'm going Will Ferrell as the elf singing I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. Very nice. All right. All right. <laughs> if I can I see how that's a hell yeah. That's a very, very yeah, right, comparable. Right. If I uh, absolutely hated it. If I thought it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Okay, so my Nick Cage, Mandy scream. My Nick Cage, Will Ferrell scream is going to be Will Ferrell having a meltdown in the locker room, screaming at everybody to keep their composure (laughs) from old school. (laughs) We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to keep our composure. All right, all right. And if I absolutely loved it, if it was... uh, Dare I say the most beautiful thing these old eyes have ever seen? I'm going once again, Ron Burgundy, uh, Will Ferrell being stuck in a glass cage of emotion. <laughs> oh, I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, nice. So with that, yeah, I mean, it doesn't get my... better than uh, that. That truly is the most beautiful uh, sight these eyes have ever seen. <laughs> Level of emotion. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to say my proposal. I think Liam so had your the right first idea. Will Ferrell emotion here. This is exciting, and uh, uh, you know, possibly my last, unless we ever do another Will Ferrell movie. But uh, oh, I see. Yes, yeah, so you're going to uh, be changing it every time, of course. Okay, I got you. <laughs> correct. correct. <laughs> All right, nice. Give myself a little extra work. Why not? <laughs> uh, um, but uh, Liam had it on the right, uh, right side, and I guess really Netta kind of pushed, like hearing Netta talk about it, almost pushed me above. Uh, kind of things, some of the things that you thought were funny, almost pushed me. You did have the right read with uh, the hated it, but uh, I gotta go. Uh, Will Ferrell screaming at everybody to keep their composure in the locker room. Wow. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. Keep up <laughs> I absolutely fucking hated this movie, man. I uh, thought it was... Uh, I just don't think it knew what it wanted it to be. You know what I mean? Like, it just there wasn't that many funny parts to me. Like, him screaming at the Americans and him running on the hamster wheel. I did forget about the scene about him being on the bench and the, him and Rachel McAdams being so sad and happy at the same time. That is funny, yeah, yeah. but to me, like it was such like a played out Will Ferrell. Like I've seen that before. Uh, the character was seemed like so over the top, like Blades of Glory, but really wasn't. Like yeah, they were yeah. made to seem like a really terrible band. No, in, in all but honesty, never, Netta like, really put in a lot of perspective. Just that, like she said, he had to kind of have a little bit of like a different level of respect for the culture or whatever. Because you're yeah. right, it started off going to be super goofy parody, and then it didn't really ever follow suit with but that. But it never was. And like, it they made were perfect. Never that like what she said it's like his wife is Swedish and he couldn't really just make a mockery of it all you know what I mean it's like yeah they were just they themselves they were too good to be like oh this band sucks like no they were fantastic you know what I mean <laughs> they were as good as any other those goofy fucking bands out there like, <laughs> yeah I, I ABBA know, you're telling me they're not they're no better than so ABBA I mean come on. like maybe I thought the song could have been funnier like even the big sing-along part it was just like too real the movie never had too many like real moments to be funny <laughs> like too funny moments to be real like yeah. I just never it just never got. No, I, definitely I, I definitely get you. I definitely get you. Checked out for most of it, like 
And then the two hours felt like forever, too. Like By the end, lost. it definitely dragged on. It kind of reminded me of XOXO, where I started off red hot, like fucking uh, about to about to Rudy's dad it, you know. And then by the end, I'm like about to uh, uh, I'm debating between. So for the for you though, this was the, a debate between the uh, 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 Will Ferrell old school meltdown and the uh, uh, go fuck yourself San Diego though. Because for yeah. me, it would have been at the very least to go fuck yourself San Diego and a singing I love you. <laughs> and a, yeah, and a, and a singing I love you. But uh, uh, so I was a little bit more high on it, but I. I totally understand everything that you say, you know. I kind of, uh, I think just maybe thought uh, the character a little funnier, but, and you're right, I was a little bit like the, the melody scene I was kind of lost on. It was, you know, like, all right. Uh, the melody scene. Or, 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 it was kind of one of those, like. Uh, uh, the melody uh, scene made me sick. Yeah, it kind of was. What are those? What did you call it with Bradley Cooper? <clears throat> Sorry, what did you call it with Bradley Cooper? Star was born an ego project, where it was kind of just like, all right, like, are you guys just trying to like? Is Will Ferrell just trying to show up that he can keep up with like other great? Are you trying to Hamilton this thing on me right here? Like, what exactly is going really? on? Really, this is a what little is too high he, level right now. You know, like, but it's, how it's, much he loves Eurovision. Yeah, yeah it's real. losing your. It's losing its goofy craziness, but you know, it really did, man. I'll take a uh, semi-pro any day of the week. <laughs> All right, so Devin's ultimately, though, giving it a Will Ferrell from old school. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to keep our composure. <laughs> Having said that, though, I will, uh, I will put an asterisk on it and say that this could be one of those times that if I watch it again, I might like it more. You know what I mean? It's happened many times with Will Ferrell movies. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely true, though. You know, definitely true with character movies, kind of like this. Mm-hmm. That can definitely happen. You know. But I feel like you and I are in like the rare in this because, like I said, it was certified fresh. People have been posting about it online. How it's like, oh, it's a good return to comedy for Will Ferrell, and like, yeah, that's a good call. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, resounding reviews from Netta Raw. I mean, the one thing I can say, I suppose, that it is very rom commy So maybe a lot of the Netta Raws, a lot of the female geeks out there, might like it a lot more because they think the melody was amazing, you know, and like the rom com was really sweet. So they they might like the fact that Rachel McAdams is like the sexual fucking lead in this one, you know, and uh, and the melody scenes might have been a little bit better for them, but you know. For me and you, I'll stick. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking by my David Allen Greer. David Williams hated it, and I can't argue yeah. with your uh, old school meltdown. So I'll take a shitty Sandler movie over a shitty Will Ferrell movie any day of the week. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, I guess we but, can remember though. I actually uh, uh, hated it. Ridiculous Six, and then by the time like I went to bed that night, I immediately regretted it because I, I was like <laughs> for the next week laughing at fucking Rob Schneider scenes. Yeah, from that what movie. would you say now, watching both? Are you more of a Ridiculous Six guy or more of a you? Oh movie? yeah, no, for sure. I definitely should have hell yeah Ridiculous Six. That was major. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> like, literally, the rest of the week, I was, I was waking up, shaking my head, like, giggling over uh, over hilarious scenes, shaking my head that I fucked up. That means he likes you. <laughs> I'm willing to put a but, top uh, five Sandler movies I've ever seen, to be honest. That one's <laughs> a real one. Uh, yeah. Anything without Drew Barrymore, count me in. Um, but I guess with that, that's our review um, of the film, which leaves us with only one thing left to do, and that's asking old Brad Pitt himself, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? 
I guess with that, we're going to kind of keep going with the uh, keeping what's hot here, what's going new on Netflix. Um, I guess real quick, that'll give us another chance to give a big shout out as well to Netta Raw, who gave us our golden ticket selection for the one uh, episode we've just been listening to, obviously, Eurovision. And uh, uh, for any of your golden ticket selections, email along the Geek Da Podcast and let us know what uh, you've been watching, what we should be watching next. Gmail.com. Yes, of course. That's uh, that's right. You got to put that Gmail in there. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for telling me. <laughs> but, but definitely uh, let us know. But for this one, I actually pulled the golden ticket on this one. I'm curious enough about it, so I might be eating crow next week for uh, our next episode. <laughs> yeah, this is a Devin for, Barnes uh, choice, actually. We've for a golden ticket. But uh, the next one we're going to be watching is The Old Guard, brand new movie uh, on Netflix starring Charlize Theron. Uh, yes, this uh, one's getting action. a lot of talk, though. This is definitely a hot off the press, like Devin said. We've been trying to do, or we've been doing more of the recent bangers, and this is getting mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of feedback, though. A lot of a lot of heat. It's got an action adventure fantasy uh, thing on it. I'll just read you the IMDb uh, uh, synopsis real fast. Uh, a covert team of immortal mercenaries are suddenly exposed and must now fight to keep their identity a secret just as unexpected new member is discovered. Interesting. So, immortal mercenaries? Uh, sorry, immortal mercenaries or mortal? Immortal. Immortal? Like they've been around forever. Okay. Wow. Because if, so, if, if they were mortal, then somebody else in the movie obviously is immortal. <laughs> so yes. either or, you're getting some... Uh, Okay, very Maybe interesting. They're all amoral, you know what I mean? <laughs> Leave that to me and Devin, you know. That's where we <laughs> come in. But uh, so I guess that'll be it for this episode of uh, Netflix and Chat. Uh, keep a lookout for our uh, geeked up trivia night coming out. Yes, I guess we have. Uh, uh, we've been saving it for the end, I guess, since we forgot to say at the beginning. <laughs> but uh, uh, this Tuesday night, uh, a big geeked up trivia night, ge- a big geeked up game time trivia night on Zoom. Check out, be on the lookout for our Facebook page for all the info. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, uh, prizes, giveaways that I've uh, been given to me at various Mets games will be recycled as prizes on the Geeked Up Podcast trivia game night. So. Very true, very true. Remember to check out the Geeked Up podcast. Uh, and again, big thanks to uh, Netta Rahner, host of the Netta Raw podcast. Check her out on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, and I guess with that, that'll be this episode. I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. Now play some Zsa Zsa Ding Dong. <laughs>
up? Woo! What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episodes and emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on.